All right, we're back. Hello, welcome back to the Moonlighters Club. We are on episode number three. I haven't quit yet, so that's good. <laughs> Got through two, and I decided not to give up on this thing yet. I'm your host, Joel Edwards. I actually do have a co-host, Sean Beggood. He is fishing right now, so we did not coordinate our schedules well enough for him to be here, so I guess I have to keep plugging along. I gotta find a way to make money from this some way, so <laughs> we don't really have time to rest. Um, for those of you who are joining in for the first, first time, how this works, we interview entrepreneurs who work full-time jobs, and basically while everyone else is sleeping, resting, and having a good time, they're still grinding on whatever venture they want to do um, when the time goes. Today, we have another guest, thankfully, yes. uh, who actually is a former Moonlighter, but he knows the life very, very, yeah. very well. <laughs> very, very well. Uh, uh, what's your name? My name is Lawrence Weich. I am the CEO of The Link Media and also the creative director for uh, Lynch the Visionary, which is a freelance graphic design. It's a lot of businesses. Uh, that's, like, and that's just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got more. I got more in the pocket. All right. So, uh, Lawrence, where, where are you from? I'm from Boston, Boston, Mass. Uh, what part um, of Boston are you from? Um, Hyde Park, Mattapan, that area, mostly. Is your family from? Are they from... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Both both my parents are from Boston as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My mother is actually from... No, 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 I'm sorry. My mother's from Boston. My father's actually from Akron, Ohio. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he came over... He came... They came over here while they were... Uh, he was pretty young. Okay, that's cool. That's what's up. Uh, finally, meeting someone from Boston who's not from an island. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well... My mother's side is from Martha's Vineyard, so that is that an island. Okay, that's, that's a good. That's one of the good islands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm so still, I'm still claiming it. What were you doing full time prior to jumping out on your own thing? What job were you working on a regular basis? Job or jobs? What did you do the most of? Yeah. What can you remember the most? The um the last the last regular job that I had was um I was a supervisor at the front desk at the Croc Center. Um, in Boston, um, I was there. I want to say I was there going on three years, and um, <clears throat> started off, you know, part time. Um, made my way up to full time. Made my way up to supervisor, and I actually left because I had gotten sick. Um, well, I, I was planning on leaving anyway, but getting sick. Um, and I was, I ended up in the hospital for a few weeks. And, um, when I got out, I was too weak to go back to work. Okay. And so, you know, with a regular business, I mean, they got to keep moving. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So they, especially since I was already planning on leaving, they already, you know, filled my shift. Um, they had basically, you know, changed what they had to do so that they can keep going. Okay. I was on struggle mode at the crib. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I was just I was just at home and I was like, Well, I can't really do much. I was actually for about a month after I had gotten out of the hospital, I wasn't able to work at all. Like I was Okay. Really? I was um legally disabled because I was on um I was on dialysis. And um but after that had gone and I had got my strength back, like I said, they had moved on. You know what I'm saying? There was no hours for me to come in. So point. Through your corporate work history, did you realize uh, this isn't for me? 
Was it early? Was it like <laughs> during college? Was it high school? Out of college? How many? How? What was it? One defining moment, or were you just like, mm, I don't really like this? It was actually, I can't remember how old I was, but I was a child. Really? Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, um, so the teacher was like passing your finger paint. He was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I think like a lot of a lot of you know little boys and like other children. Well, you know, growing up in the eighties, like. You know, I had my time of, I want to be an astronaut. Right. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a policeman. But after I realized what work was, yeah, like, my thing had always become, I don't know what I want to do. I just don't want to work for anybody else. Uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Which kind of shaped the kind of student I was in school, which was not a very good student, because I just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I just, I didn't care. Um... I always wanted to do my own thing. Like I'm, I'm super self motivated. Right. So there was no amount of bargaining or, or um, I, I can't think of the word, but there was nothing my parents could do to really entice me to do better in school. I just had to decide to do better, and then I would do better, and then I wouldn't care anymore <laughs> and go back to you know doing my thing. Um, but even but even with going to college, I almost didn't go to college because I didn't see it. I didn't see the point. Um, even though, you know, especially at that time, everyone's like, "No, you have to go to college to get a good job." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, "Well, if I'm just going to make my own job, why do I got to go to college?" And then, you know what I'm saying? Get in debt just to get a job to pay that back. You know what I'm saying, right. but I went. I went anyway. It was a waste of money. <laughs> I did no work. <laughs> I barely went to class. I only went to. I only went to my art classes. Um, I would do my homework five minutes before class. And, that sounds um, familiar. Yeah, the, the, and I would still get an A. The, the, the listeners may not know this, but Lawrence and I went to high school together at <laughs> yeah. Boston Land Academy, and we. Took turns and not doing homework. Yeah, we would. It's funny. Yeah, I would. I hated doing homework. I hated being told what to do by other people. Mm-hmm. So, I would not do any homework. Uh, and I, like the only way I would do homework is if I just decided to do it on my yeah. own. And as soon as someone else was like, "Joe, you should do something," I'm like, "Done, not doing it." Tell the boy, and I would tell the boy. So like, my mother, I'm yeah, yeah. My mother would ask me to clean my room, and it's because she asked me, I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah. So the funny thing was though, I remember. We would have quizzes in class, especially Latin class, and I would get like I would get consistent D's and Latin for Miss Young. And until she started playing this Jeopardy style game where you had to oh, just yeah, answer questions, the buzzer. exactly. And I would crush it. I would crush kids. Like I would crush to the point where she would never let me play because it was unfair. <laughs> and then she pulled me to the side. Joel, you're one of the smartest people I know. Why don't you do your homework? And I just didn't have an answer. I'm like, I don't know. I just don't really want to do it. <laughs> that was all, that was always the answer. I just don't really care. And I that kind of I agree that that bled over. It was just something about taking order and following yeah. structure. It's just weird, man. Yeah. Like I mean, I, quite, I understand there's a purpose for it, but. I just don't care about them. No, so <laughs> I just wouldn't care. I would not care at all. I th- I'm pretty sure I talked myself through high school. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. You know that's... what I'm saying? Like, I along along with being very stubborn, I was very charming. So I, I kind of I kind of charmed most of my teachers. <laughs> <laughs> I charm. I mean, even yo, know, I even I mean, I knew I even knew how to charm the guys. Right. Like. 
the guys the guys were like my best friends and the the lady teachers were they just you know they all had a soft spot for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> not on, not on no creepy like no, you know student love yeah, type yeah. stuff, but no, no one was it was just jail. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was just you know, you know they'd be upset because I wasn't doing work, but then they'd look at me and be like, "But that Lawrence, he's something special. Yeah. He's gonna be something one day." And I was just at home like whatever. I'm watching cartoons. <laughs> like I just didn't care. <laughs> but yeah, how. How long were you in post college? How long were you in that corporate workforce? How many years? Uh, um, and did you take breaks? I I did. I I took one. I officially took one break um, to try to do you know this full time. Um, excuse me. Um, I I kind of jumped around from job to job. Like when I left. I was in school for, um, excuse me, I was in school for two years, going on two and a half years when, before I decided to leave. And I decided to leave because I wanted to get married. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, so knowing that I didn't have a degree, you know what I'm saying, I just left and just, just got whatever job I could get. Okay. You know, so I worked at the um, I worked at the Brigham Women's Hospital for a while. Um, ended up moving to Florida. Um, I worked in a warehouse for a furniture store, assembling furniture. Working at I, I worked as a host and waiter at Bob Evans Restaurant. And I, I was a houseman at um, the Ramada Inn. Houseman, what did they? What is that? It was it was kind of like <clears throat> it was kind of like between. A um, uh, me- not mechanic, like a janitor and a um, and a, and one like the housekeeper. So it was like, I wasn't fixing machines and stuff, but I also wasn't just going around with a cart, you know, turning over beds. Like, if I if I was going in a room, I was um, well, I was pressure washing like sidewalks and um, you know, flipping mattresses, like the the stuff that was too heavy for the Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, so I was doing that at the same time as as being a um, the host and waiter at Ramada at the uh, Bob Evans, and so I, I and both places were next to my apartment. So I would wake up in the morning, go to the Ramada, do all that, come home for forty five minutes, change my shirt, basically. Um, grab a bite to eat. I couldn't sit down or else I would fall asleep and then go back to the other side to work um, until like one at night. And um, because I was doing those two jobs full time. Um, And that was, that was, that was pretty killer. Um, But then I ended up working in a um, call center down there, which was enough for me to, you know, come off of the two jobs. And I did that one for a little while. But then I needed a little extra money, so I ended up doing that plus working at McDonald's for a little while. Um, See, this would piss yeah. me off when people say, man, I, I, I had so much drugs. That's all I had. It's like, no, you didn't. Nah, this dude had nah, 30 nah. jobs. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. 
<laughs> yo, I'm just sitting there like thinking said, like, oh, yo, I'm only 34 years old. Said, I've had mad jobs. You were not lying. When you said, I need to make some extra money, I was like, oh, he went to cry. Nah, yo. Nah, oh, and then also on top of that, on top of that, I like the reason why we moved to Florida was to help my ex-wife's aunt open a church. So we were in ministry down there as well. Wow. So I still had to be at all the Bible studies because I had to teach them sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, shoot. I had I wore like 17 hats in the church alone. That's a lot On of top of all the church. jobs. You can't you know half-step. You can half-step work. You nah. can't half-step church. <laughs> nah. Not <laughs> black church. Nah. Especially when you're the only guy there. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, that was uh, that was my... That was my early 20s. I'm glad I'm not doing that now, but that was my early 20s. What would you say, did you have, when you were working and not doing your own business, what was your, if you say your lowest point, what would that be throughout this, this period? My lowest point? Yeah, were you, did you ever have a moment where, you, I mean, I know I have, I can't mm-hmm. remember speak for you, where you sat down and actually had time to think, and you're like, what am I doing? Like, what, what <laughs> why am I doing this? Well, you know what? It was actually, I don't, I don't know if I can officially say it was my lowest point, but it was a pretty low point, was um, probably towards the end of last year. Because um, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but since moving back to Boston from Florida in 2009, I had been battling with depression from then until like about January of this year. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why I say I can't really say it was the lowest time. Yeah. Because I had times of, you know, good and then it would be bad. Right. And, you know what I'm saying? But I was distracted and I was doing a lot <clears throat> all the way around. But towards the end of last year was when I was kind of like, um, you know, I was like, I got to figure something out. I was like, either this is going to work or I have to stop because I can't, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I turned 34 this year. I'm like, I can't. I can't go another full year in my parents' house. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, my par- I, I'm thankful for my parents um, that they haven't, you know, thrown me out on the street because I, I could have to, you know, continue to work full time and do this. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. But um, but but yeah, it was just one of those things. It was like, dog, like you're you're in you're going into your mid thirties. You know, you're still in your parents' house. You know what I'm saying? You still you still need to hit them up for gas money every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? You don't have anything regular. And so I was like, I think I might have to wrap it up. Yeah. But it's in my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what I do is it's in my heart to do. So I was like, I don't I don't know. And so I just kinda of just stuck with it and um <clears throat> you know, kept praying for, for answers and then then that's when I realized how distracted I had gotten with other things in my life and how off track I had gotten. And so while I kind of put other things back in place, I started to see the business side for me kind of start to grow a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm still, I'm not like, you know, caking or nothing like that. Like I'm not bringing in a whole lot of money right now but I am definitely seeing a lot more opportunities to make money and to get, you know, uh, my companies out there and to, you know, actually, um, you know, get a name out there so that 
people know where to send their money when they're ready to send yeah, it. Exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <clears throat> I think it's interesting you say that because I, I feel like entrepreneurs, small business owners, the people who live in this lifestyle are depressed. I know I've been there before, mm. but if you move all the time, you never give yourself time to think about it. Yeah. And this comes out at weird times. Like you must be yelling yeah. at people for no reason. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're kind of exactly. sluggish. And it's weird, man. Like I never understood it, but the world does seem kind of gray. Like when, mm-hmm. when it's it's an odd thing when you're just down and you don't even know you're down until yeah. you take time to uh to really sit and think about it. Yeah. And I think that's only admitting it, or at least knowing yeah. what's going on in a minute. Because I feel like a lot of people are just like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. The right. no, yeah, yeah. Nobody because when you're talking about depression, like people really think, and and I have to say it like this because this is how I thought about it. Kind of like Eeyore, you know oh what I'm saying? God. From Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. You know what I'm saying? Just, just sitting in one spot, and even all right. So even, even saying that like metaphor, yeah. Even though that is exactly what I was doing, in my mind it wasn't because I was think I was trying to figure out something else to do. Yeah. But even when I had ideas and plans, I was just I didn't have the motivation to get up and do anything. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um, but yeah, it was like. Um, I think it was like the moment I got back to my parents' house after moving back, and I and I sat, um, I sat on the bed, and um, I it was like that's when everything hit me, and I was like, I'm back in the same room I was in before I left to go to college. Yeah, like same position. Ten years later, uh, or yeah, about ten years later. But I'm like I'm in the exact same position I was in before. Like, no job. Um, I had just gotten divorced the year before, um, which I was which I was fine with. But just the idea of okay. you know what I'm saying. I come back. Um, I come back. My brother is about to get married, and his um, fiance is pregnant. With their- back and seeing like all of my friends and all my family like moving on. And I'm back to where I was ten years before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, I think that's when it all hit me, and I just, I just kind of slumped in my seat, and didn't really have the motivation to get back up until, until January. Yeah, yeah, it's real, man. Like I, it's, and I think a lot of it really does come from comparisons. Yeah. But when you think about it, when you read and you see these people who are really successful millionaires, multimillionaires, a lot of these people don't get established until their 30s, you know, mid-30s. That's very true. And a lot of people we see doing well in our 20s, they're just in debt. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I mean, you can look, there's a lot of people look good Yo, and gorgeous you know, and really nice cars, but probably just buried in debt right now for all we know. You, what, I realized, um, what I realized recently was, because, you know, growing up, like, I mean, you, we see a lot more entrepreneurs now than we did back in the day, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, so for us, it was the ent- entertainers that we watched. You know what I'm saying? So I remember watching music videos and seeing, like, you know, Diddy, you know, throwing around money and, you know, seeing all these rappers and, and you know, label owners and stuff um, <clears throat> throwing around money. And, um, and and it, and I wanted to get into you know the music business mm-hmm. back then because I figured that's where the money was, um, but it wasn't until recently that I realized I was like, you know, back then these guys were like teenagers. Yeah, 
You know what I'm saying? And my, I thought they were grown men. Right. And they had earned this money. I'm like, these guys were teenagers, and they were given this money by older. By some grown-ass men. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, I'm going to give you $100 million, you know, for your label. But dude still got, like, 500 more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, my, I mean, my goal, really, is to be that dude. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll I'll share the wealth, you know what I'm saying? I'll invest in other people. Right. But <clears throat> but um but yeah, I have no problem being behind the scenes. Right. You know, you go ahead and dance all you want. There you go. Just make sure I get that return yeah, on that album or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and but and that's and but when I realized that I was like, yo, I was like these guys were teenagers, early 20s, you know what I'm saying? Um they were children. Yeah, you know they were only a few years older than older than me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, and so I was like, the the real money is is still to be made. Yes, very you much know? so. Yeah, and that's and that's why I said like you know even though I, even though I have the two the two companies right now, I have I have plans. I have big plans. Yeah. for other stuff. So I can't. I can't work another job while yeah. I, while I'm building all this stuff. So let's let's get into that. Let's get let's get into good times because it's funny. I can even see your face light up when we're not yeah. talking about regular work. Like you like bad dresses. Then you like let's Yo. talk about this design though. So how did you come up with how the idea come about? Um, the the first the the first business was um was the Link Media. It came up. Um, about January or so of 2008, uh, while I was still living in Florida, um, a lot of my friends were into you know Christian hip hop. Well, a lot of my friends were um, were rappers. Okay, and um, <clears throat> they were either rappers or managers, and I was just kind of there, just helping. You know what I'm saying? I'd like work their table, sell their merch, excuse me, stuff like that. Um, but I had gotten my hands on a um, a camera. Okay. Excuse me. Um, it was a Nikon. Um, actually, no. Even before then, um, I asked my mother to send me a camera for my birthday, just so I can you know take a few pictures and stuff like that. And soon as like the same week I got it, one of the DJ friends of mine had hit me up because we because in the South they also had a lot of Christian clubs, and so. Um, so we were out there like every week, you know what I'm saying? Every event, you know, we was out there. And um, so one of the DJs for the clubs, uh, for one of the clubs that we'd go to on Friday nights, he was like, yo, I hear you got a camera. You know, how about you come and take pictures at the club? You know, how yep. club, club pictures. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? He was like, come down and do that and, you know, you make a little bit of money. And um, I was like, okay, well, cool. You know, a little extra money is always a, always a good look when you need it. Um, but when I got down there, nobody was trying to take pictures. So what I ended up doing was I would just take pictures of the event itself. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just sitting in one spot, I was on the dance floor taking pictures of people while they were dancing and, you know, just, just doing their thing. And, and if it was a concert, I was up front with my camera taking pictures of the you know performers. And um, I had been doing it for, you know, just a couple of months, but there were so many events that we had and everyone knew me at this point you know what i'm saying like like i told someone the other day i haven't paid for a concert in like 15 years 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was either working right. or I had just gotten to know the people so much that they were like, hey, just come through. And I just end up backstage. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, so I had taken so many pictures. One of my one of my boys, uh, one of my best friends um, now, um, Brinson, he was like, yo, he was like, you should take all this. He's like, you should take all this stuff that you that that you have and put together a magazine. And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. You're crazy. But the idea just kind of stuck in my head, and I was like, yeah, I could I, was like, I could do that. Because I was also, I had started doing the graphics as well. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I could do that. So, so yeah, that was 2008. Of course, moving um, kind of put a damper on it because it was going to be local for Jacksonville at the time. I wasn't trying to do anything um, national at the time, but... Um, so moving kind of changed everything. The, the the dynamic of urban Christian entertainment in the north is a lot different than it is in the south. So how so? Um, well, Christian hip hop for one, um, there's hardly there's well there is a market now. Yeah, you know it's, what I'm saying. It's much better than yeah. um, you know mutual friend of ours Mike McPherson. Um, me and him with a few other friends of ours, you know that are in it. Like over the past uh, about seven years, we've worked very hard to kind of cultivate, you know, the uh, the community. So so there is there is a movement now, but when but when I first moved back, no one knew, you know, artists artists that were regular to me. Yeah. No one knew about, you know what I'm saying? They were, you know, I'd be like, you listen to Christian hip hop? No, I know Toby Mac. And I'm like, no, no, that that doesn't count. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, um, but but yeah. So I had I kind of had to reevaluate um, the plan and, and try to make it fit more towards um, towards up here. So as opposed to it being um, so instead of it being um, a magazine just to show what's going on, the one of the main goals was to promote. You know what I'm saying, and to introduce people to what is here. You know what I'm saying to kind of help, um, kind of help grow the um, the community a little bit more, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the most organized person in the world, so I had to um, link up with a couple of partners, who um, one one of my partners he, you know he's uh, he's a producer and DJ. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and and he also dabbled into management. Um, so he knew more of the people that were here while I was gone. Um, and then one of my um, little sisters, um, she came in to help keep us organized. Because me and, um, and uh, the name is Chris Theodat and, and Ariel uh, Spivey, me and Chris are both like visionary dudes. Yeah, He's a little bit younger than me, but we're, but we're very similar. So whenever we would sit down to meet, we would just fire off like, Idea you know, idea. just like yeah. crazy idea after crazy idea, but neither of us would take notes. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? were you recording this at least? <laughs> Not like you know, what I'm saying so we were like, oh yeah, we can do this. And then I looked down and I and I drew a picture of a robot. Like literally, I had a drawing of a robot in my notebook. Why? <laughs> and I was like, why specifically a robot? Rachel? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what my hands wanted to do. I was I was feeling it, and that's how I drew a robot while we was talking business. And then I was like, I don't know what. 
I was like, I don't know what we just talked about. Um, so I had to I had to bring my sister Arielle in, and and she not only is she good with just taking notes on the fly, but she would make sure she recorded it, gave us the notes, help us stay focused, uh, and and both and both of those two are like, it was so so essential to to what um, what I was trying to do. Like I would not I would not still be doing it today if it wasn't for the two of them. That's one thing I, I I try not to get too caught up in like entrepreneur blogs and the because mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is solely based on specific demographics, but having a team it's so yeah it's so underestimated like just small things like doing this podcast seems so easy but then having to edit it find yeah. an editor just text people call people make sure we're meeting up at the same time find a place to do it and then posting things and following up yeah it's a lot for one person to do or yeah. even two people to do so yeah it's 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 and that's just this podcast for my business i do on, on, on the side of this it's just me trying mm-hmm. to develop an app and that's just it's hard yeah you know and you'll find that little bit of motivation you get from someone else it's weird like hearing someone else saying yeah i got your back or like yeah. i just did this that keeps you going for like yeah. two weeks yeah and and then even with the with the whole um you know, no longer, you know, working the full-time job, you know, they they both have stepped up, you know, many times where where money was needed and I would usually take from what I had because I figured it was my job, you know. Now, now I'm the, I originally founded it and I'm the CEO, but because I couldn't pay them, I made them partners. Yeah. You know cool. what I'm saying? Cool. They agreed, well, I should say I, they agreed to be partners. You know what I'm saying, and, I'm, and I figured it was only right. I mean, they're they're building the company with me. You know what I'm saying, and so even though we're all the three of us are equal partners, I still felt the responsibility that I had to pay for all this stuff, even though I couldn't always afford it. Right. And then when I when I ended up not working, you know, they both um, and an individual time, even to this day, you know, if something's needed and I don't have or the company doesn't have, they were like, all right, well, I'm gonna take care of it. Or in, or if it's like um, if we actually need to do it, you know what I'm saying. If it's something else, they um, then we can like you know work around it or whatever. But but they you know I could I would not be doing it if it wasn't for them. That's good, man. That's what's up. So <laughs> when you guys were all working together, say you got for Link Media, or just to give people a really good idea of what what you do, describe a typical day when you have work to get done um, for both these companies. Say you got yeah. a full plate. How, how yeah. do you lay that out? How do you get that done? <laughs> um, it's it's pretty. I I keep I keep every day pretty um, pretty free free flowing, um, only because I can't I can't work any other way. But um, everyone, all right. So every once every four Fridays, we shoot um, a month's worth of devotionals. Um, okay. So get up in the morning, usually um, take my mother to the station, um, you know, so she can get to work. I go pick up Ariel. We go over to Chris's house. And, um, you know, we may have our, our monthly meeting at that time as well. Okay. Um, but if we don't have the meeting, you know, we'll just chill, talk for a little bit, and then shoot our devotionals, um, which usually takes all day. And then... Um, if I don't have to go to church after that, then I go home and either finish working on a website or working on whatever graphics I have. Like the the, the graphic side of things is um 
it's it's difficult for me to schedule it. Yeah. Because if I'm not if I'm not feeling inspired, then I'm just gonna sit there staring at a screen. See, that's why I hate creatives. It's like, yeah. yo, I need a logo or I need a colorist, <laughs> and they're like, I'll get right back to you. <laughs> you won't hear from yo. this person in eight yo. months. <laughs> yo, no, don't, I'm I'm working on that. Right, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm real. I really am, and I'm actually getting better because it's gotten to the point. Like I said, it's gotten to the point where it's like this has to work. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and just being a, a fly by night, you know. Head in the clouds, creative, which I've been my whole life. That doesn't pay the bills. Like I've dropped the ball. Excuse me, I've dropped the ball on a few projects, you know, over the past few years. Excuse me, and um, I can't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? So, so what I so I've been in a transition period. Um, the pat, well, actually, the pat this past month, because I had actually taken up some. Um, some contract work with a company called Helps Two, with okay. uh, which another friend of mine um, was over um, over in um, California. But at the same time, they started needing more stuff done, more graphic stuff done. My graphic stuff started picking up, and so mm. like my so it was like I was I was so swamped to the point where like some days I just couldn't figure out what to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Um, so we I, we ended up part I ended up parting ways with helps too, um, and so since I'm like okay now, it's just me doing my thing. Now both my partners they both have jobs they both have you know the stuff that they have to do so selfish. <laughs> hey nah they need that listen listen they, yo they, yo they be, they be buying me lunch when I'm tired of eating ramen yo. <laughs> Shoot. Um, but yeah, so 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 now that it's like for the graphics, it's just me and my stuff. Okay, it was like I I redid my website, um, you know, redesigned you know business cards. You know, I'm I'm setting myself up to um, to really make it happen for myself on that area. Whereas before it was just word of mouth. Whenever someone would be like, "Hey, I need something. I'm here." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like no. Right now, I'm actively pursuing clients. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And clients that n- know how to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> telling somebody you do design is like a woman telling you that she just broke up with her boyfriend. So yeah. every, every question <laughs> yeah. after that is loaded. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. It's like, oh my God, yeah. come over to my house so I can <laughs> take advantage of your weakness. <laughs> every time you're like, yo, I do design. That yeah. next question, that next thing that person thinks I'd do it to is how can I get this person to design something for me without having to pay them anything? Yeah. And you just hear, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you use Photoshop? Oh, cool, cool, cool. You what do you do on Saturdays? Yeah, I hate, I hate, I hate the questions. I hate, I hate when people act like they know what they're talking about. And they're like, oh, so what, what, um, what programs do you use? Man, I'm like, it doesn't matter what program I use. Right. Like, now, nah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I use all Adobe products. So yeah. I'm using all you know industry standard stuff. But as long as I'm producing what you need to have produced, like, you wouldn't know one way or the other. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, well, I need, I need a WordPress site. You don't know what you need. Yeah. You just need a, you just need a website. Exactly. Just pay me to do it. Yeah. I mean, just give me the money. <laughs> like, when if you have a good designer, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna be able to make it look how it needs to look. They know what to do. You know what I'm saying? If if you have just a person that knows WordPress, 
yeah, they might be able to put something together, but it's going to look like crap. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. What would you say are your greatest strength? What's your greatest strength and your greatest weakness as a business owner? Mm. My greatest strength is I work very well under pressure. I'm, 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 I actually excel under pressure. Okay. Like, um, not even just in business, like just in life. Um, and then also my creativity. I'm, I'm able to see things and um, I'm able to accomplish things that a lot of people don't think I can mm-hmm. because um, I just look at life differently. I always, I, I just see things that people don't see. Um, weaknesses though, um, communication. That's one huge weakness that I'm working on. Like even to the point where if, if I, don't want to talk to people, I would just turn my phone off. You know what I'm saying? Forget just not talking. Like, I would make sure they could not reach me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even my parents. It's like, no, I don't want you calling me for anything. Like, if you need me, you're going to have to come to me. Like, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to earn my conversation. <laughs> you know? But, um, but like I said, in this time of trying to do business a lot better, you know, that's not something that that I can really um, keep keep going with. So I have to um, I have to I have to network more. I have to talk to people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like stuff like this conversation. I love conversations just in general, but like just answering like random questions. Like right. like don't don't hit me up asking me all these questions about design if you're not going to hire me. Right. You know what I'm saying. I'm not your teacher. I'm yeah. not your tutor. You know what I'm saying. You really should be. I should be charging you a consulting fee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So instead of being frustrated, it's I just chalk it up to the game and, you know, just try to figure out how I can get paid off of it next time. Yeah. 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 I mean, the best book <clears throat> I ever heard, uh, uh, a book I have to share with you. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book because they're not paying us for any kind of sponsorship. <laughs> but uh, it was the, the best thing a leader could do is work uh, on the business and not in the business. And that's mm. what I'm realizing. What happened? I didn't understand what that meant, but now doing everything from you know just this simple podcast to my own business, you really got to spend a lot of time shaking hands, you know, building yeah. relationships. You can you'll know the product better than anyone. But yeah. that real growth comes from getting out, getting out there, and getting after it, and doing yeah. the stuff that ugh, that you know that Wall Street type. Yeah. Hey, Bob, my name's Bill. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you, gotta, yeah, you, gotta, you, you have gotta to rub be, shoulders. You got to rub shoulders, man. Um, so what's What's your personal life? What, do your relationships suffer with, you know, significant others, family, friends? Because, I mean, it's a different type of grind. They, they do in a sense. Um, only, only for the simple fact that I really don't allow myself to have too many relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when, um, when, I was, when I was first divorced, like, my focus was... You know, I wasn't going to be in a relationship because I wanted to make sure that my heart was right. And, you know, you know, all the baggage that just comes from dealing with someone else for so long. Like, I wanted to make sure all that was gone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But even after that passed, and I've just been working on the, like, I'm, a, I'm an obsessive person. You know what I'm saying? So I was actually telling um, one of my partners this year, um, not too long ago, but I was like, it wouldn't be fair you know, even though I am in a good place to be in a relationship and I can, um, I've learned how to balance everything to an extent. 
like my complete focus is on my companies. And when I say companies, I'm not even just talking about the two. I'm talking about the ones that are coming. You know what I'm saying? So if I if I take a young lady out to dinner, I don't care what she's talking about. You know what I'm saying? If I'm in a restaurant, I'm looking at the, you know, the plates, I'm looking at the 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 layout of the restaurant, you know what I'm saying, because I have a restaurant in my head, you yeah. know, for the future. You know what I'm saying? So um <clears throat> What if she's Beyonce? I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Listen, I know some I know some dope females. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and um and not to, you know, really, you know, puff myself up or anything like that, but you know, it's not like it's not like I'm really hurt. I mean, it's not like my selection is like tough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Like a, a young, all right, a young man like myself, no, no children, you know what I'm saying. Very, very much serious about my faith, um, ambitious, confident, you know what I'm saying. Like, especially after the whole depression, like once the depression thing was gone, you out there. Like, I'm yeah, ill. Willie Dynamite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, like right, right now, you know what I'm saying. Right, right now, I'm just, I'm just building like. There, there are some young ladies who, who, um, who I wouldn't mind, yeah. you know, um, talking to, but I haven't found one yeah. more interesting than my businesses. It's interesting you say that. I, uh, I'm, I've been dating a girl for over a year now, mm-hmm. and I said that in a room full of people when I first met her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, she was in that room. She was in that room. I was honest. <laughs> I was like, look, I, my business is my girlfriend. I gotta like, I don't want to obligate time and not be able to fulfill it. Yeah. So anyway, somehow we started dating after that, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, it's tough. Like I, this is she's the one. Yeah. And it's I know now, like, uh, like she's done a lot for me. She's even got like my faith back on track. Yeah. You know that's that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Like, I, was, I was way on the side now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she, it's it's just knowing you're absolutely right. Being okay with facilitating that much, t- giving away that time to her, yeah. because there are definitely nights where. If you're not doing what you want to be doing on your business, it's one thing if you're at work and you're like, I'm not working right now. Yeah. Just, I'll do whatever. Yeah. But when you feel like you could be working on your business and you're not, you know, even if you're spending that with like friends or anyone, yeah. that's all you're gonna be thinking about is yeah. I could have been doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like unless this is the most perfect op- moment ever, which usually isn't. No. That's all <laughs> you're gonna be thinking about. <laughs> really? Not. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you know? this. I mean, at any given time when I'm with my friends, like, I can just. Like they can be talking and joking and laughing, and it's like I'll laugh, but then I'll have to find a note, a notepad, yeah. and I gotta write something down, or I gotta, you know, bring my phone out, you know, little, you know, jot a little note down in, in my thing. But at least with your situation, though, at least you, you know, your your girl was there to hear your heart on your business, so she should understand. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I if I meet someone who um, because I'm not gonna be dishonest with anyone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let them know. Like, listen, you're ill, but you're not iller than my future. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, now if they can, if, if they can hear that, yeah, you're pretty, but you're not worth my time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if they, if they can hear that, it's be like, you know, come back with something you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, still, you know, understand where my where my heart is, and for for you know for my growth, or whatever, and you know, be willing to. You know, be there, 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll let them stick I'll around. Tell, exactly. Yeah, I'll tell, exactly. Maybe know? I'll let them stick around. But you got to get them before all that money come in. You know what I mean? Because then Yo, you, you got to get them at the that. right time. I, listen, <laughs> if, 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 if she doesn't show up, you know, while I'm still building, then I'm just going to wait till I'm rich and just get me a little... A little, 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 little basketball wife, you know what I'm yeah, saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just sound right I'm just, here. I was like, she's gonna be my second one anyway, so. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just give me a little, you know what I'm saying? A little seed there. <laughs> Here's your allowance. Nah, Don't nah, ask nah. It's no jokes, questions. it's jokes, it's jokes. If, you, if you're hearing this, I'm really not that savage. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. I love uh, I love Jesus. Uh, he loves me. <laughs> <laughs> this is just uh, conversation between two friends. <laughs> in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's uh, your what's what's your the hardest thing about entrepreneurship and the greatest joy about it? Mm. The one big pain in the ass, and then the one big joy that you, and they're both probably consistent. You see them all the time when you're doing your own yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I think the hardest, the hardest thing is, um, the hardest thing for me is scheduling, keeping myself on track. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially with the whole having difficulty, um, <clears throat> having difficulty um, finishing projects if I'm not, if I don't feel inspired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like keeping in mind that I need to finish this by this date, you know what I'm saying? Um, that like it's another thing I'm working on, um, and I'm and it's not I'm not that bad at it anymore, but it's still difficult. But the greatest thing is when it's done, you know what I'm saying? And and people see it like, you know what I'm saying? It's something that I've worked on for months, and then it finally goes up. And then I hear, yo, that's ill. Yeah. Even if they don't even know who did it. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing better like, than that. Like, yo. Like, I did, a, um, I did an album cover for a friend of mine um, earlier. This, well, I did it, like, last year. But it didn't come out until March, I think. And um, up until that time, it was, one of, it was one of my favorite pieces to do. Like, I even saved it in my computer, like, on a large scale so I can have a poster of it later on. Um, but when, when we launched it, when we put it out, I was hearing nothing but, you know, nothing but, you know, good feedback on the, on the artwork. That's all I care about. I didn't care about his music. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I mean, his music's good. No. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I just want to know what people think about this cover. That's awesome. Because if people like the cover, then it should turn into more work. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's the tough thing for me. And I get, I think with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. that's why I feel like this, this podcast is such a good outlet is because when you were working, building those cabinets or working at that restaurant or me work, or I work, we've all done some pretty, you know, extraordinary things. It's usually just, hey, thanks. Yeah. You know, know, it's just like, all right, man. Like, I I mean, I'm I'm not fired. I guess I'm happy I still get a paycheck, but you never, the validation's never going to be equal to like spending a bunch of work, like grinding something out, putting your whole heart into it. And some like it only takes. And that's the funny thing about it. It only takes one. Like, and of course, everyone wants to be rich and famous. But hearing one person say, mm-hmm. and it's not your mother. Yeah. Go. Yeah. This is really yo, good. Yo, I'm sorry. Real quick. Speaking of that, so I told you about the design group that I'm in with other designers, right? Yeah. When I first when I first started getting into design, there was one designer in particular 
who I'd reached out to for tips and advice. He wasn't giving me no no advice. And I was like, man, this guy sucks. But um, <clears throat> but I was like, whatever, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep grinding, I'm gonna keep doing my thing. Now the same guy that I did that cover for that I was just talking about, I did another single cover for, um, which the single cover was another piece that was like one of the illest set, in my opinion, that I've done so far. And um, and he and so the the older designer is in the group. I posted it up, and he had no criticism for me except for you did a great job. Yeah. Yo, I told him I was like I was like yo, yeah. I'm putting that on my resume. Yeah, <laughs> I was like yeah. accomplishments. This dude said I did a great job. Yeah. I don't yeah. like no one else cares what um about his feedback. You know what I'm saying? I mean, outside of the realm of graphic design. But to to get that from him, that was a benchmark. Right. You know, that was a benchmark for me. Like, okay, now I'm not just saying I'm ill. I know I'm ill. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. What's your what's your what's your ultimate goal? What's what would be a good like what, what ultimate accomplishment? It doesn't even have to be one, yeah, just one thing mm-hmm. would be a really good benchmark for you way down the road. One of one of my one of my main goals is to completely fund a mission strip um, without having to go through anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Just get like to be able to pay for, you know, ten or twelve people completely myself and everything's taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know, mission trip anywhere. I was expecting Ferrari, but I kind of like where you went with that. <laughs> and it's, you know, I think it's interesting yeah. from a from a black perspective and from a Christian perspective. Mm. There's not the Christianity spread so wide as far as it's been kind of you know, and it, of course it's been I wouldn't say corrupted, but uh, people kind of prefer well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but been it, sweet. There's nothing that like Jewish people have birthright where they can go back to Israel. Yeah. you know, uh, in Islam you you have Mecca. There. I think that's a key component that's missing. Somewhere to base it all back to. Um, not saying that has to be broken down by race yeah. or anything like that. But yeah, like a, a, a pilgrimage or a mission trip that you can take to go to this very specific place where it's easier for people to find that purpose. And yeah. I, like because those moments are key. Like yeah. I feel like there's there's effort put into finding a religion, but there are definitely those moments in your life where you're like, wait a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if things do change a little bit. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a great way to do it, and I, I I think a lot of people should do it more honestly. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a part of the reason why that's kind of like my hope because you know I've never had the opportunity to do a mission trip. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, I had the opportunity once not too long ago, but I wasn't able to raise the money, so I couldn't okay. go. Um, I only raised enough money for me to get a passport, yeah. so I got that. I'm straight on that now, yeah. but you know I couldn't actually go and. Um, you know, it, it sucked. You know, I was looking forward to yeah. going in. I mean, because really deep down in my heart, like, I just want to serve. I just want to serve people. I even, even doing graphic design, I got into it to serve my friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, one thing I'm realizing more and more is that <laughs> your friends don't care. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like, any, any budding entrepreneurs out there like your friend your friends care but not that much no you know i like i have i have people that um that i've considered friends you know they they'll ignore the fact that i'm not only am i doing design 
but I offer to do it for them for like next to nothing. Yeah. And then they'll promote someone else in a completely different state. Yeah. Talking about, oh yeah, their prices are great. Their prices are the same as mine. Yeah. Like my regular prices, and I offered to do it for so much less. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, but yeah. So I mean, I I do what I do, and even like the business ideas that I have, they're all to serve in some capacity. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like my ultimate goal is to is to really set up you know a few different businesses to the point where I don't have to work it anymore and I can just hire people to be in it and then I can serve in another capacity because I think helping people get jobs is one way right. of serving you know what I'm saying so moving out of the way to, to let other people work it but I'm still getting paid you know what I'm saying from yeah. it I'm still eating off of it so that I can serve in other ways okay you know that's that's my ultimate goal you know that's admirable and from a representative of the moonlighters club a club of one right now <laughs> i would like to help you do that so where can we find you where can we find the link where, where what are some urls some websites any social thing you want to get out to the listeners we can use to locate your services you can you can find um myself in the link almost everywhere um my myself well the link is the link media um you know if you look us up on facebook you'll see a lot of our posts there um please like it subscribe to the youtube channel um twitter all that good stuff and then my personal stuff in the the freelance graphic design is under lens the visionary um l-e-n-z-d-a visionary um can't remember how to spell visionary all the time, so <laughs> I gotta say it. So if you look up visionary in the dictionary, that's how you spell it. There you go. And then that's that's how you, you do that. But but definitely and you can go to lensdivisionary.com or the linkmedia.com as well. All right. Yeah. Well, Lawrence, this was enlightening, man. This is this is great. Man. This was fun. This is really fun. We gotta get you back. We gotta get you back, dude. We definitely we definitely have to give you back. Uh, but we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, and Lawrence, thanks for coming. If you'd like to reach out to us, Facebook, the Moonlighters Club. We are on Facebook. We have forty likes. Please, can we get fifty? Uh, we are also moonlightersclub.com. As of right now. It's just a place for you to leave emails because we want to hear feedback from people. And we also want to talk to more entrepreneurs. Um, we have yet to interview a female entrepreneur, so we're definitely looking for that as well. We'd love to highlight women in, the, in any industry um, we think could be a great look. But feel free to reach out, moonlightersclub.com. Drop us a line or email us at moonlightersclub at gmail.com. I'm Joel Edwards. Find me wherever you'd like to, um, all over social networks, Facebook. Uh, any questions, any feedback, all of it's very welcome. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to us, and uh, thanks for joining us on this edition of the Moonlighters Club. We'll see you soon.